Welcome to Upholding Matters, a podcast devoted to talking about what matters. Now, I was raised to believe that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were things that mattered. And certainly they are the unalienable rights that Jefferson wrote about in the Declaration of Independence. We will talk about how to uphold them, how they hold us up, and why that matters. Welcome to Upholding Matters. I'm your host, David Paul. This is show 44. It's a magnum. And I'll try and be as insightful as I can for your entertainment. I was thinking about this business with fake news and there's new stuff coming out about the true extent of the election meddling and the effect that the posting of disinformation on Facebook and other social platforms had. It was significant. And I know sometimes I put things out a little incomplete, piecemeal, parts of a story that I hope you dig deeper into if you have an interest. And I use some specific names, you know, Andrew McCabe. He'll come up this week because he's got a new book and he's going to be in 60 Minutes. And basically what he says is frightening. Of course, Donald Trump has tried to discredit him. He fired him and says and tweets all these very bad things. But he was the deputy FBI director and acted as the director after Trump fired Comey. That was like back in May of 2017. And I guess that scared people who had obviously already seen enough or too much of the erratic and unprepared nature of this person who had become president of the United States. It just... It's stunning. It's for the people that are there that have to deal with it. I mean, it's mind-numbing for me, and I'm just watching it. Those poor guys must have been out of their minds. So at the risk of talking fast and loose, let me say I'm trying to figure out how I can make it clear in everything I say that Even if I think this is true, it's my truth, and you should check it out. I think that's the best thing to do. Think for yourself. You know, the old educational theory of taking an empty mind and turning it into an open mind. We have to be open, and we have to realize everybody has a different perspective And if you actually want to convince somebody of your position, be prepared to be right. Have correct facts and a solid argument, and maybe you can change some minds. But this is the part that is hard for me to understand. You know, you can recognize that everyone has their own opinion and their own facts and their own capacity to open their mind to listen to a countervailing argument. You know, not in the worst sense. 
but in the just rhetorical sense of putting forward your case. So what always gets me is how people cannot see the lunacy, the incapacity of Donald Trump when he talks. And in the Rose Garden today, you know, now we've had the government shutdown averted again because Congress put together a deal and it's pretty much the same deal as it could have been before. So there's no wall. There won't be a wall. And the entire pain suffered by everybody over the last shutdown was for naught. And here he is in the Rose Garden today, and he's going to talk about building the wall through a national emergency declaration. And now these things are written into the law for special purposes, but because you couldn't get money from Congress, is not a national emergency. If you hear the pitch, he talks about, and then I'll go to the court, and then I'll go to the next court, and then we'll prevail. And just the rote tones of a sarcastic jerk, really. I mean, I don't know what else to call that. There are many names, but it's it's not hard for me to notice the craziness that he speaks. And I still don't understand why Republicans will just go along and still try to protect this man. I don't get it. Now, happily, there is one thing I do get. And I have not seen A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And from what I hear the critics say, it's it's smashing. It's a devastating performance of oh, great, great magnitude. But I watched Bohemian Rhapsody the other day, and I got to tell you, this is a great movie. Now, I've long been a Queen fan, and News of the World, that album, and that's, it rocks. Uh, I told you before, episodes ago about Joey listens to this guy that listens to rock music to try and understand what it's all about and how cute it is. The one where he listens to Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time. That's what uh, Wayne's World, Wayne and Garth jam to in the what the heck was that little round car they had? Anyway, it's it's just uh, an incredible movie about an incredible talent. And when you dig a little deeper, you know, the band really helped. And it was really a team effort with this guy that just had a power about him. I mean, to convince you of his performance. He, you know, a lot of things in his life weren't under his control, but he had total mastery of his will to perform. And I guess in that sense, it's like a Jagger or any of these other great frontmen, Elton John. I mean, these guys can perform. And Freddie Mercury, my goodness, he's at the top of the list. And for me, that speaks to the fact that 
Sometimes the universe lets you do what you're here to do. The movie is greatly locked into a chance to be in this band and made full use of it. But the part that got me, I was all weepy at the end and spoiler alert, you're going to cry. But he made his mom happy and proud at the end. They had no idea. All the people in his life who really didn't understand it, no idea what a magnificent presence he had. And uh, it's just a great movie. And it just made me think. There's talent everywhere, and, you know, it's unfortunate that our president does not have the talent he claims he has. But there are solutions. This week I went to a homeless helping session where they give away coats and other services, and it's just really sad because... You realize from all the people that come, there's just not enough. There's just not enough resources to go around. And if you're by nature homeless, what you really need most is a place to sleep or a place to call home. Next week is the homeless coalition meeting for the whole county. And the measure that, ballot measure that supports it and I've said before how disappointed I am to realize that it does not have housing built into it it's all these other supportive services so it might be nice to have a coat it'd be much nicer to have a bed in the United States of America you would think that people could have both and before I forget and close this segment on YouTube, you can see the live at Wembley Stadium with Queen called in to do live aid. That was uh, in the movie, and you can see what a faithful recreation they made in the original. It's total form. It's it's mind-boggling once you understand the context. You know, I've been told that I need more stories about life instead of just the political news and the local stuff. And I agree with that. I like to, well, especially back on Facebook, I come across some stuff and one thing interested me that I saw on a woman's page about Chicago, because you know I'm from Chicago. I used to walk around that great city as a young man, and I have a special affection for it in a way that most people probably wouldn't if they didn't transverse it on foot the way I did as a young man. Now, walking is a real good thing for anybody. And when I think back about how much I walked when I was young, you know, it's comparable to many people's stories of walking long distances to school or church or whatever they had to do, especially if you didn't have a horse. And the woman's post that caught my eye was, I think, in league with 
Black History Month and the telling of a different kind of story because it featured a Chicago police detective. His name was Sylvester Washington, I believe. And he was known as Two Gun Washington because he carried two guns and he worked for a committeeman, the fourth ward, Joe Plunkett. And I guess he boasted about killing people. But the point was that he killed black people. And he could get away with that. Nobody really cared or really second-guessed it. But it was understood that he knew that that privilege of just killing who he wanted didn't apply to white people. So I guess you take what you can get. And this is where it gets, well, questionable in that we should question it. Because think about it now. If you were, um, think of your favorite war movie, Save it, Saving Private Ryan, or uh, what was the other one where the guys used the baseball bats and just knocked heads and, you know, they were just trying to kill you. And that was quiet and no one heard the gunshot. So, yeah, bashing somebody's head in time of war was pretty much acceptable. But now if you think about it, if you're at war, every guy you meet that's got the opposing uniform on, you're going to kill him. You're supposed to kill him. You're supposed to bash his head in or you're just supposed to kill him. So it trickles down and we're just supposed to know the difference. We're just supposed to realize that if it's wartime, there's going to be killing. If it's police time, there are going to be people killed. And for regular people, it used to be different, but we really can't protect ourselves to the ways you used to be because, well, there were not a lot of questions asked if someone's on your land or riding your horse or pretty cut and dry. I've heard and read over time plenty of stories of people who defended themselves in their own homes or apartments with a firearm and then were charged with some sort of crime for defending themselves. They didn't invite the guy in to try and rob him or rape him or whatever else. But somehow people have been prosecuted for protecting themselves and that's the far end of the other side, you know, the wrong end of one side. So I'll mix in a few other stories. Today I went out, took my boys out, and we found this secondhand store, one of the places where there's bays of merchandise that people sell, and there's a lot of them. So there's a lot of variety in the store, and there's, there's a lot of different sorts of things. It's pretty neat. The thing that caught my eye was a Bozo album, an old Bozo the Clown, and I believe it was from 1947. So Bozo's been around a long time, and I'm from Chicago, and Bozo Circus was from Chicago, and I really used to like it. So that reminded me of home. And isn't silly? I don't even think of Bozo as a clown. I just think of him as Bozo, and he's probably... The only clown that I don't suspect of some wrongdoing. That's like my new dear kitten, Spooky Mittens. And today I caught her up on top of 
china cabinet that has a bunch of other things up there that are heavy and breakable and if they fell would break other things below them so but she she can't get in trouble so we just kind of paved the way i mean she found a way to jump up through various stepping places but the problem is when she's up there she can't get down or you know not easily so we fixed it and now she can get up and roam and she's kind of like my bozo she's kind of a clown and i do like it when chicago's in the news of course lately it's mostly about the murder rate and different things and today there was news of a shooting workplace shooting where some guy killed four people and then he was killed so five people are dead but it was when he was being fired now how do you let a guy into a room where you're going to fire him without knowing that he has a weapon i mean forget about a gun and yeah, a big ass knife or you know baseball bat my goodness anything can be a weapon and i guess well the guy just you know that's the far end of the other side of the wrong way he felt threatened or unjustly accused or whatever and his recourse was killing and it's just really too far so you think about it what could they have done to him defamed him embarrassed him disgraced him what but what would be the thing that he could say i'm gonna kill all these people because of it so you know he thought it was right he thought it was a good idea he thought it was a great last stand i don't really know but i do know that he intended to do it and somehow found it okay well we have to come together in this country we have to everybody work towards just being a little kinder and more understanding of each other now the workplace shooter i don't have a lot of sympathy for him i have a lot for the people that lost their lives because they were trying to fire somebody. I mean, even Donald Trump, he had a TV show where his catchphrase was, you're fired. He doesn't fire anybody. James Comey found out on an airplane at an airport that he was fired. Did you mention that? The director of the FBI finds out on TV that he's been fired. It's disgraceful. And because upholding law and order is one of the pillars upon which America rests, and if we want to uphold it, we have to uphold law and order. Now, with the case of two-gun Chicago cop killer, should we respect the law that he's upholding? No. But should we try and understand it in the larger context of where we've come from so that we can aim at a better place? Yes, we should do that. We really should. So in my town, Lancaster, California, we have a situation where the sheriff's department cannot fill the slots that 
they've sold us. So they give us the hours on overtime and it wears people out and it's just not really what we're looking for. So we're going to look into pay a consultant to find a way to have a hybrid police force where you have the sheriff's deputies doing what they can and then our own local people that are sworn officers that do something else. I, I don't think that you can do it. You know, I'm waiting to see how they come up with it. But we have a consultant now for a couple hundred thousand to tell us how to do it. I will certainly keep you posted. On the other side, we have a county homeless commission meeting next week. And it's on the same day. I'll have to stick around. Fortunately, it's in the same place. Makes it easier. For the sheriff's advisory board to give their annual, or I think they do it four times a year, their presentation about how it's going. That is how it's going with the newly enacted Justice Department settlement, and I say newly within the last couple of years. But people are upset because our head of public safety, who the mayor wants to be the chief, and I personally think he's a great guy, but he is accused of the Section 8 violations that originally, you know, prompted that entire Justice Department settlement. And although he had really had no executive administrative design function in any of it, he gets the blame. And so the, all these things are interconnected, you know. It's just interesting to watch. And I did have a human decency reassuring moment this week. You know, the toilet got plugged and uh, plunging it the wrong way created a kind of a mess. And you don't know what's wrong. And, you know, my God, calling the plumber, you just worry about how much it's going to cost. So we dealt with that and they rotted out the drain and my toilets had never flushed better. And I wrote a thing that said, life gets crappy real quick when you can't flush a toilet. Anyway, they charged me less than I thought, and it was so nice dealing with someone that wasn't trying to rip me off. I had a great Valentine's, pre-Valentine's, I think. It was coffee with the deputies, and I got to have a good time and go out and find my wife a couple presents for Valentine's Day that she liked, things she needed, a great frying pan, and a beautiful silk screen. She didn't need that. She likes it. Anyway, it worked out good. And, you know, I just, I'm reminded context matters. And the real context should always be that we're trying to do the best we can. We're trying to be fair and kind and decent and uphold things that matter, like human dignity in this great country. I will keep you posted.